today. This is actually the first time I've used this mixer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've used three different ones at home. Um, I've used the Bosch at home mostly, um, but this one is pretty much the same. <laughs> so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to take seven cups of whole wheat flour that we just ground um, and dump it into the bowl. If I can get it all in there. Something to scoop it in? Probably. This one. Yeah. How does this pop up? I don't think it does. It comes down. Ah, okay. Yeah, so. There's a three man bowl. Yeah, <laughs> normally when you scoop it in with just a cup, it goes in there and doesn't. Yeah. Okay. And then two tablespoons of yeast, six tablespoons of sugar. I never do it in the same order. And one tablespoon of sea salt. And then I will bring it up here and just kind of mix it in. Kind of goes everywhere. And then I just turn it on slowly and pour in four cups of lukewarm water. And get going a bit faster. Now it's kind of a gooey mix. <laughs> it's lukewarm if you can stick your finger in it and move it around and keep it there, but it's still hot. Clean finger. <laughs> so, and then I'm slowly going to add flour. Mom, do we have a measuring cup? Do we have this yes. mic on there? there it is. Okay. Now I usually like to use a measuring cup for this part even though it doesn't make much of a difference. Um, and I add like approximately one cup at a time. Now you did, she did mention to you as this is going on, let me talk a little bit. She did mention that she was using sugar. Now we start with, we, we start with where people are. This is raw sugar she's using. There are some uh, some tricks to move into honeys and other things like that but when we begin to teach people bread we start with those type of recipes of where people are at okay so there there are easier ways and better ways to move in with honey if you're working with honey and you cook it it tastes different the next day in fact it tastes better the next day mm -hmm. why are you adding one cup at a time can you explain that because then it gets to mix it all together and um, just slowly instead of you having dry spot here, wet spot here, kind of in the middle spot here and stuff. And you can tell when you're done pretty much? Yeah. Okay. So then like you don't have in the very middle there's, I've done it sometimes where there's just like this dry pocket. Um, and it, so do, doing it this way makes it all go together. Now I added about two and a half cups of flour. See, this thing goes. Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. There we go. Okay. And now this stuff, as you can see, is kind of sticky, but it's not sticking to my fingers. I'll get to it. And you don't, do you have all the flour in there yet? Nope. Not yet. Okay. 
See, it kind of just sticks to your fingers slightly, but it still goes on. Okay. And then you switch to the bread hook. This one looks different than mine at home. Um, they can look differently, but this one makes it mix in completely different than the cookie hook does. Um, the cookie hook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you continue to add the flour. And you put it on full blast or about, um, about medium? About there. <laughs> um, and you just add it a little bit at a time. And it will try to jump around. What are you watching for? Um... I'm watching for it to kind of start climbing out of the bowl and not, like, it's going to pick everything up out of the bottom. So it kind of pulls all the goo off the side? Yeah. There's okay. going to be nothing left in the bowl. It's not going to stick at all. We're going to have to put a strap on this puppy. Yeah. There. Then you add probably about another third of a, two thirds of a cup. Okay. Show them how it looks away from the bowl. Yep. See, that's all pretty much clean all the way around the bowl. Yep. Now this is about done. It sticks to your fingers slightly if you leave your fingers in it, but you can still work it. Um. You can work it, and it doesn't stick to your fingers, but if you hold on to it like this, it will stick. I used to tease my mother that she used to, you know, knead it by hand, and I would tell her, i got dirty fingers. It's time for me to help cook bread. <laughs> it does get up under your fingers, so make sure they're always clean. We wanted to mention that this video, there is a full video close-up and everything online that will be linked to some things, so it will give you very vivid instructions later also and that, on the recipe and everything. That so. particular video has been up for how long, Jim? Two for years? For a few years, and, and it still gets hits over and over and over. People love it because you get perfect whole wheat bread every time. How do you get so. there? I can't get to those videos. It's called the Internet. Yeah, we'll talk to Jim We'll talk to Jim afterwards, and we'll get instructions up on, on how to do that. We also wanted to discuss, while she's still getting that beat up, um, you Come can Come over here by me. <laughs> you could use sprouted wheat bread for this, and it will combine on Thanksgiving way better than anything else, because the, the sprouted wheat is like making vegetable bread. So if you go to your local store and buy sprouted wheat flour, or you can make your own, but that's a whole other class. <laughs> but it uh, sprouted grain... Then combines with proteins, uh, much easier for those that have those sensitivities. Can you use other things, other flour besides wheat? Uh, I mean, you, you can. You can try all sorts of wheat, uh, all sorts of different grains, but you need the gluten that is in it. So if you don't have enough gluten in it, then you have to add things to it. And it, once you perfect this one, you could mess with it and do some others. We could do another class sometime. With soy and on other, other things. flour, barley, But oats. there has to be things in it to bind it together. 
So this way we just know it works. And I know that Marilyn Pruitt, she's here in our class today, she uses spelt for everything. And spelt works great with this because that's just another form of wheat. And spelt yes. is a wheat, a form yeah. of, uh, is a wheat. But, uh, but realize that in bread making, it's, it's an art. You first perfect a, a gooey, sticky, nasty uh, white flour recipe. This is not a white flour recipe. It's whole wheat, which is, takes you one step beyond that. Then once you perfect that and you feel good that you're not making adobe blocks or cinder blocks, <laughs> the first loaf of bread my mom ever made, she threw it into the ditch because she was so embarrassed. And, and she was a newlywed, and she was mortified. Well, the dog had drug it out of the ditch and was eating on it in the front yard when Dad come home. So uh, learn how to make bread. Give it to your neighbors if you don't want to eat, and then, then slowly move into other grains and, and better ingredients and things like that as you learn how to make good bread. My granddaughters are awesome bread makers. They are awesome bread makers. Are we done there? What are we doing? Um, just about. Play two's getting something for me. Clarity's getting something. Yeah. Okay, so why do you pat it down? I pat it down so that it gets everything completely even. Because now we're going to set something over top of it and let it rise to double its height. Or half an hour, depending on what, how you much we're on. Um, I've never found that it makes a difference. No. Um, it, it does this machine, later. you've needed it for a long time. Yeah. If you're doing it by hand, which I have done because ours broke. Um, yeah. Okay. If you're needing it by hand, it really takes some work to get the ingredients yeah. in. But it takes... These, these um, type of machines, it's hardly yeah. anything. You just need to get it so that it's smooth. I'm going to pull out a piece. This is just smooth on top. See, everything is mixed in. There's no chunks of anything. Um... So you just want to get it like that. So I've never found that it makes a difference. If I turn it up higher, it mixes it in faster. My Bosch goes really fast. It has either high or your off. Bosch or your Bosch? Bosch. Okay. <laughs> and do you want it more dry or wet? You want it to be slightly on the wet side because whole wheat soaks up the water. Yeah, that's And that's what makes a real dry whole wheat loaf. Yeah. Many times people make them too dry. They add too much flour to it as they're mixing them. Yeah, like the other one, you're not, this is not the sponge method, is it? It's actually a mix between the sponge method and another one. With sponge method, you would mix all the dry ingredients. The first seven cups that she put in it, um, which is um, three cups shy of the, what the recipe says, mm -hmm. you would put that in there. All your other, like the yeast, salt, and sugar, you would mix it, do the mixing for a while, and you do that. That is your kneading. And then you would let that set and rise, and then you would knead it down, and then you would add the ex up to the extra three cups of flour. That is the sponge method. But we mixed it up, and we made it this way, and it works excellent to just add it now and then let it rise. And we only have to let it rise once, and then you put it in the oven. So it works really well. Which good. is pretty amazing for whole wheat flour. What kind um, this one is instant dry yeast. Um, there's all sorts of options. I have tried the um, where you put it in a warm in warm water, just the non-instant stuff. And my success sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Whatever I get consistent results every time with this. I know it's not hundred percent top of the line choice for yeast, but it's a pretty good. Choice. Some people have real problem with yeast. What kills yeast? Heat. If it's too hot or too cold. Um, so a lot of there's times... There's a temper temperature variance with yeast. 
Sometimes mm -hmm. you'll be making something and it's like the yeast didn't do anything. It's because it was added when yeah. it was either too hot or too cold. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or your yeast is dead. So That's you happened. Want to make sure your yeast is good. You open your yeast, keep it in the fridge. Do not set it out somewhere yeah. warm, otherwise it dies. Kay. They have packages, I think, at Walmart that are never refrigerated, don't they? Yeah, the yeah. blue star, red star. Yeah, I, and I've I don't know about those. I always keep mine in the freezer. It makes it last years. I buy, we buy a big thing of it because we make a lot of bread. And when we open it, we put it in a canning jar and put it in the freezer, and we can use it constantly. What brand is that? Ah, I did not bring the bag. That's the one they thing I They normally pick it up at Southwest Cash and Carry or Southwest Costco. Southwest Cash and Carry or Costco, but Southwest Cash and Carry is not instant. And it's the... I don't think that Costco's instant, is it? It's a little package that's like... Let me see, all which the, one is it? We all the air is sucked out of. It needs to say, I think it's SAF, but it needs to say instant. They have instant and non-instant. If it's instant, you can put it in the dough. If it's non-instant, you have to proof it in warm water with a little bit of sugar or honey or something in it. So the instant makes a bit. Thank you for asking that question. I forgot to bring. I was gonna bring that. And I think that's Shamrock. Sample, is it Shamrock? I was gonna ask for yeah. something. I still call it Southwest Cash and Carry, but Shamrock Foods. That's where you can get the that instant. That probably is where and Sam's get. Club. And Costco. Sam's Club. That's it. That's what I was thinking with Costco. Yeah. Sam's Club ha also has the instant. So. The difference between yeast, the stuff you put in the water and proof it, is just straight yeast, whereas the instant yeast actually has ascorbic acid which buffers the reaction, so um, you get the same results every time. And so sometimes you, it's also called bread machine yeast. Um, so if you don't, you know, because it's a big thing, you can get little bottles of bread machine yeast, and that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I've never tried bread it. Hook in, uh, it. Pretty much the bread hook is a bread. Oh, the little, yes, they use the same type of hook as what this has. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people do that. They do do it in bread machines. This recipe is way bigger than a bread machine can handle. It's 10 mm -hmm. cups of flour, and I, you, depending on your bread machine, you'd have to see how much it can hold to be able to do it. But, yeah, there's... I, mm -hmm. When you said bread machine, I didn't understand what you're saying. I always thought they were a Scud rocket missile thing because it kind of weird shaping. Shape. Mm -hmm. um, with this, after you're done mixing it, you cover it because then that keeps the warmer air inside and it um, helps it rise better. You don't want to keep looking at it. A lot of times I'll use saran wrap or something clear. Or um, my Bosch has a clear casey thingy around it. And I'll just set a um, plate on top of that. So then I can still see it and see how high it's gone. Um, so then it, you'd recommend to these people if they like to peek all the time to use saran wrap? Yeah. If you're going <laughs> to peek, use something you can see through. Because if you're going to use this towel and keep peeking, it's going to fall. Kind of like a cake. Um, one thing about the yeast and the heat and all that is during the winter a lot of times I'll have my water a little bit warmer than usual because then I, when I set it out the room is usually colder so then um, the heat from the inside keeps the yeast warmer so then it works better but during the summer I'll have the water colder because then the house is warmer so it just depends on where you're going to put it. And this kid, I mean, if I want bread, this is this is the kid that makes bread. She does a great job. There was one time he was having me make a batch this big every day, just oh. so he could eat it. It's <laughs> good. Yes. If you want to use honey instead of sugar, uh, can you tell me what the different amount would be? Um, I've actually done the same amount, six tablespoons, or approximately a third of a cup. 
Um, and I just put it in in with the hot water. You put it in there, um, and then you stir it up till it's a milky color, um, because then it's all mixed together and it just does it better. Um, so that's just the way I do it. In some so. other recipes with honey, it tells you to reduce the liquid, but in bread it, it doesn't matter because yeah. you're, you, it, that's kind of an eyeball type of thing, how much water mm -hmm. liquid you're using. But that's a good question. Thank you for asking. Yep. Now what, Aubrey? Um, now you just let it set for about half an hour. So we're going to spend half an hour letting it set, or we're going to nope. let Grandma have the room? We're going to move over and okay. let Grandma have okay. it. Okay, so let's sit, let's, uh, let's sit this maybe off to the side, because I have no clue what Grandma... Man, what, something smells good, so she's doing something good. <laughs> Are we going to do a pie crust next? Yeah. You want to take that, sweetie? I don't think you needed this one, did you, Grandma? Where did we put the lemon? No, that's not okay. good. Okay. Pull it there. The nice thing is that as we set this up as a podcast we will cut all the dead time out of here but you, today you guys don't it don't matter for you <laughs> are there any questions for Aubrey about the bread at this point okay I do. I do. I like it by hand. I um. If if you're gonna make bread by hand, like what she just did, you, the, you're not gonna get to have it that same consistency when you are done. It is going to be the consistency that that you're gonna have to be real careful. You're gonna have to put flour on the outside of it in order to even handle it because you must keep it moist. Because it, because of the, all the mixing there, it got to absorb a lot of that moisture. But when you're doing it all by hand, it's going to take much longer for it to absorb. So likewise, when I made my first loaf of whole wheat bread, I made it and oh, it's just perfect. Wow. I baked it. We could have, I mean, you couldn't even have run, I, even to knead it, I would have had to take it outside and run over it with a car. Because it was so, I mean, it was... <laughs> It had absorbed so much moisture that I couldn't work with it anymore. And so over the years, I've really and learned... And once you got into the sponge method, it, was, it solved all of those problems. I like the sponge method to do my whole wheat bread when I'm going to do it all by hand. Because I'm going to want to add half of my flour to that, and I'm going to want to stir it up. You can even walk away and let that rest. In fact, you're supposed to. With the sponge method, you put in half of your flour in with all of your water, all of your honey, all of your yeast and everything. You put in half of your flour and you stir it up. You can even use an electric mixer if you'd like at that point, okay? And that helps put the gluten together. And then you're going to walk away and you're going to let that double, okay? So in that way, you've let that whole wheat absorb a lot of that moisture right then. Now you're ready to add your flour little by little, and you still need to make sure that it's very moist when you're working with it. Don't bring it to a point to where you can handle it in your hands and it's not going to run off. It's basically going to fall off of your hands if you tried to pick up the whole ball all at once. Okay, it's and then, gooey. then on the table, then you're going to need it. You're going to have lots of flour on there, and you're going to that flour is the thing that you're going to be folding over, and it's that flour that's going to keep your hands from going into it. 
So first you're going to work with it gently and stuff, and then um, it will eventually have enough, but you're still not going to make it so that it feels like that. It's going to have to set and become that. It does, and it helps to it helps um, in uh, a fermentation process. So if you want to walk away, helps the yeast a little better yeah. process and the yeast. Yeah. So it just has it has. There's just different ideas on how to do that. Okay, let's. I don't know if that machine's put together, sweetheart. That's something. That, <laughs> I mean, I can put a training together, but I, I don't know about that thing. Thank you, dear. <laughs> I get to have the machine facing me. Is that what the problem was? Yeah, so that's going to have to, it needs to face me. There we go. Now, um. How'd you do that? <laughs> um. A nice that's a thing. uterus? Is that what you, that's sexist. <laughs> you should never. <laughs> a nice thing for pie crust oh, okay. is recognizing if you're making a fruit pie, nuts and fruits go together exceptionally and they help each other to digest. They're awesome. So they can be a real food that you could choose to, if you made a really good pie with all the good ingredients, you could choose that it was for breakfast or for a part of a meal, you could replace it. You could say that this is my fruit at a meal. Okay, it's they're just exceptional. N together. Nuts and fruits, digestive-wise, are are a very very good combination. Very good combination. And, and also dried fruits and nuts are a very very good combination. So when she's making this crust, using nuts is is just a twofer. Yeah. So and I would use this when you can uh, use it for any pie that you're going to. You can you can bake your pie in with this, but you also can use. A, um, a pie filling that you're just going to dump in there, and oh, it can be just cold. It's raw. Those didn't look like normal almonds. Oh, I soaked the almonds. So I soaked them for about three hours. That helps in uh, changing. The, they have enzyme blockers in them, and whenever you soak them, it helps to break that enzyme blocker and make them more easily digested. So that's really a, a nice thing to do. Now I'm going to blend these. I want to chop them up really fine. I can get to a point where they're just really fine. If I take it past the point of them being fine, I'm going to end up with almond nut butter. And we don't okay? want to make an almond nut butter crust. I don't want almond nut butter right now. <laughs> well, what are you watching What's that? for? I put in two cups, and it... Looked like more here because I soaked them. It was two cups before I soaked them. I need to move this because it's like you're in the wind. Okay. I need a spoon or something, Lynn. Do we have one right here? Yeah. I need <laughs> Whoops. What I'm looking for is I just want them, I had soaked them so they're moist, so they're not just dry, but I'm just looking for them. I want them to be real fine. If they were, if I, and when you soak your nuts, you can choose, you can soak them, and then you can... Um, take them out and put them on a dish and um, dry them out in the in your oven. You can at that time you can roll them in honey, spice them, do whatever. You can make your own roasted nuts of any flavor you'd like to. You could also slip the skins at this point after soaking them, and it would make a little different color with your. If crust. I were making milk, I would slip the skins. Yeah, and they just slip off. But this is a really nice crust for um, 
Um, Fruit this pies. would classify if someone said that they were eating raw, um, all raw. So this is a pie crust that they can use because it's just the raw nuts. And we're going to use um, flaxseed um, meal and two tablespoons. And so, and then two tablespoons of, I'm using um, cashew milk. And actually I would call it cashew cream because I, it's twice as strong as if I were just to say that it was milk. Okay, now what I need to do is I'm just gonna add my other ingredients. I'm gonna add my, my flax meal. Now flax meal you can get already ground up. The best way nutritional wise is to grind it yourself. Because once you grind it then you, you break the to protect the oasis and oils, but it's it's but for this you, purpose it's merely a binder. But, but if you buy it already ground, it's important that you freeze it and it'll maintain everything and you can keep it for three months. So Bob's Red Mill does a really good one. And um, the ultimate thing would be to be able to make your own. Okay, now I can tell that this is done because it started um, kind of packing itself on the side. So it's just... Can I um, show them the consistency? Yeah. Without cutting me? You can't take that thing out of there. Okay. Now, just go this way. Oh. I meant you couldn't take this thing. Yeah, there you go. Older almonds are, are, the older the almond, the harder it is to slip the skin. And sometimes, sometimes, um, um, actually, you need to just there? soak them longer in the really hot water. And then I have also, you're saying, you know, sometimes they have pasteurized them or something. If they're truly just a dried nut, like that if I harvested it, I shelled it, I dried it, then I would make sure that it's very dry. I could um, blanch them and I could pop it off but because they are packaged and probably have been there for a long time, I have no clue how long they are, then you're going to end up with more trouble. So, um, but it's still, it's worth the effort to do it. It makes an awesome you, milk. You have a question, Jim? Yes, a question from the internet. You can use any kind of nut that you'd like to. It doesn't just have to be almonds. Now with pecans, <coughs> when you pecans cook them, if pecans, if I make milk out of them, I can put them in my Vitamix and I can blend them just like anything else and I can make my milk and it's white. But when I add that pecan milk to my white sauce, it turns purple. When you cook it. When I cook it. When you, when you, you heat it. it up. So it was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, this does not look so nice. <laughs> you have to eat it's it with a food. lot of atmosphere, it, the lights down low. <laughs> it tastes absolutely wonderful, but realize it's going to change color. And that's all I haven't with found pecans. that with anything else. I don't use walnuts for very much, um, just because. I, not really any reason. And, um, but filberts are absolutely excellent. Um, um, cashews, you can do the same thing with cashews. Sometimes people judge what they do by the cost of the nuts that they have, or the nut tree that they have in their yard, or something like that. Um, it's good to have a variety of things because a variety of things have a variety of different nutrients. 
and so you always touch on different things. And that's our good way to get oil. Okay, now I need to... Good oil. Yeah. Now I'm going to add this um, nut milk slowly enough because I need this what to just... What kind of nut milk is this? This is cashew milk. I need to just get this so that I can, I'm going to be able to pack it along the sides here. I don't want it to fall apart. And this milk is what's going to make that happen. Now what determines what you're looking for when you throw that in there? When I throw this in there, I'm just going to watch it. It's going to kind of pack around the sides. I'm going to have to keep bringing it down and stuff. And, but it should take all of this. So let's see. I'll turn it on. You guys can watch it change. Do you see what it's doing? I can hear the change before I see okay. it. Okay, and I can see it. It's going to compact itself. At this point, I probably have a teaspoon or so left here or two. I'm going to just... Did you hear that change? It. And it's still not ready because it's now, still just going to fall Now I have a apart. question. At this point, how much longer would it take to make uh, uh, a nut <laughs> butter out of it? Are we real close to a nut butter? It would take about four minutes to make a nut butter. Four more minutes. So you're, you're still a little ways because away. Because this, um, one of you guys want to get me my nut butter? I have a container in there. It's also a really dark color. It's going to be more the color of the skins. But it's heavenly. And I bought some pitted dates because I don't taste it on there. Okay. Now this um, is just about there. It's going to take the rest of this milk and then we can we'll just watch what it does okay you see it's kind of catching on itself okay it's that, trying to make a bread dough looking this thing this is good enough now it has enough moisture in here that I will be able to pack it in a in a pie tin Okay, this is, um, Lynn, we need some spoons or something. They can taste this. So Get the can. dates, too. I have a package of dates in there that are pitted, and um, get them a little plate. Oh, oh. <laughs> they are absolutely And yummy. all that is, oh, I did, excuse me, I did roast those almonds. All that means is that I took my almonds, put them on a tray, and put them um, in the oven. Did you and roast them I, before you before I you soaked them? I roasted them before I yeah no. Oh, this this peanut butter. No, I'm this, sorry. This stuff, yes. I um you I soaked them. Then you can put them in there and you roast them. And but you want to have patted them dry and everything. Then you're going to put them in there. Now almonds are pretty temperamental, so you get a little plate for them too, Aubrey. A little spoon or normal spoon? That's just fine, just like that. And I have um. Paper plates. Um, so anyway, then you put that in the oven, and I did it at, did I do it at Let me show them how to do it. I think I did it at 350 for like, um, um, I would do it for like eight minutes. But you want to watch them. You want to be in there. You want to smell them because they will go from perfectly roasted to burnt. And then you just have to throw them away. They're just, I mean, they're not tasty. you got to keep an okay? eye on them. So you want to... Toast them less than what you think, and then look at them. And then you let them cool a little bit. Then you put them in. I put them in here. And then I, um, you want to give her the nut butter? Yeah. 
Then I um, just added salt. That was it. You'll notice that she that adds tastes... sea salt, sea salt. Not, not sodium chloride from the and, grocery store. And you'll notice that this stuff tastes sweet. This is incredible. Okay. Um, okay, so now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to demonstrate here that you take this and you can either put your hands in it. Now, you have a little bitty pie pan for... I do. For show and tell, but you can do this with big purpose. pans, right? You can do it with your big pans. We're doing it like this so that we can do it much quicker. And now, normally what one. we do with these dates is cut them in half and then just fill up the inside with nut butter. Oh. Um, can you see that when I squish this with my fingers, that it is holding form, okay? It's not going to collapse. It's not going to fall down off the side. I have a very, very nice crust here. Now, does this, that expand when you cook it? It does not. So you, you make it this, as thick as you want it to be. And this kind of a crust, recognize that I told you that it works really well. Nuts go excellent with fruits. So that means you can make pies. But I want you to know that if you chose nuts also, go with um, on the um, protein side. If somebody wanted to make a um, something like they do, what is it, a, like a breakfast... Um, a casserole that they bake or anything, this would go with like putting eggs or anything or a quiche. This crust would be absolutely excellent um, for something like that. Something that's going to be more dry, not just liquid, because you're going to want it to um, stay dry. You're making me hungry. Do you have some of these already cooked? Nope. This doesn't need to be cooked at all. We can put pie filling in here that's already made, and you can just eat it like this. So if we were going to do this, you also, just like we've let you taste that almond butter, we could just let you have a little bit of this on your plate, a little bit of pie filling, and put it over there, and you're going to know exactly what the pie is going to taste like. Okay? So, so you can here, either... So, hand that around. So, so people can either stay on a raw diet, or they can cook. This is also gluten-free. Let's go ahead and pass around. See how that packed in there? It packs and very it nice. has and kind of please oil. feel free to touch it if you need. That's just fine to, to know what it feels like. Because you know how nuts, they don't just pack together all the time. That moisture gave it, allowed it to pack. And the flaxseed uh, meal is um, a binder like eggs. And so it also is one of those things that brought that together. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And so we make a... Um, uh, cheesecake that, um, and we make it in little tiny things, even smaller than this, a two ounce one. You could line it with this instead of anything else, and then you could do your cheesecake in there. My cheesecake doesn't have to be cooked and everything with what I'm doing. I put it and in so such little containers because yeah. it's so stinking rich. And it's a serving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a serving. <laughs> can I what? Can you bake it? You can bake this crust if you'd yeah, like. Yeah, you can either stay raw or you can bake it, and it's very, yeah. very no nice baked. And it comes away from the container very well because the oils, the good oils are I there. like this one. You can do this one. Yes, and you can also do this one with, like with a pumpkin pie. And what you need to realize is when you put that moist pumpkin pie in here and you bake it, the pumpkin becomes a part of this. They become a part of each other, but it leaves that thick part around the side. And so you know that you're eating something really fantastic. These are nuts. This is awesome. You can serve it to people and they will not know. They'll just think you're an incredible cook. <laughs> um, Okay, let's see the next thing. We have 
Now this bread, just out of, I'm off camera here, but this bread is beginning right now to touch this fabric. Can you see that? If I poked it, <laughs> I got a scowl. If I poked it, it would, <laughs> it would fall. Now. But that hasn't taken very long at all, has it? Did we measure these or did we just keep in here what I did? Okay, how many? Is it two cups? Okay, I've got yeah. the thing here. Okay. How about that measure cup? Um, so another crust that is very popular that um, we like to have is graham cracker crust. But do you make your own graham crackers? Well, sometimes I do, but I probably wouldn't grind them into pie crust. And um, so what we do is we bake a cake or you have a cake uh, and we bake it from scratch. And that is what we've done here. And then um, we've made it into graham cracker crumbs or cake crumbs. It doesn't, I mean. We, well, normally what we do is we bake our cake and then I keep it out of a pan or whatever and, or in a brown paper bag and I just let it dry. But if I want to use it right away, then I tear my cake up, and I put it in the oven, and I dry it out. Then I put it in this thing, and I grind it into um, crumbs. And so today, um, they brought in the cake, and it was still moist, but torn in pieces. I put that um, in here first and ground it, and it did really good. And, but you'll see I'm making it kind of finer. And then I put it in the oven. So the darkness is the toasting from being in the oven. And so you receive different flavors from all of these things, okay? You could do this if you wanted to... <laughs> I thought that was mine. You can do this if you wanted to make a chocolate cake, if you have a recipe or a carob cake, something that you know is healthy and good, and then you want to end up making a crust like this, okay? Because these kind of crusts are excellent for your pudding pies, different things like that. Um, now, now, incidentally... In making pie crust, some people have some really good, you know, they make it able to make nice flaky pie crusts and they like them. Instead of using lard or, or Crisco, use butter. Yes, we use butter. There's nothing wrong with butter. Now, there is something wrong with Crisco and there is something wrong with margarine. But Veronica and the girls do I an awesome it. pie crust Two with cups. butter. Okay, um, and if you, um, sometimes with what you're doing, if butter doesn't just cut it all by itself, now sometimes you need it to be a little more firm, okay? Coconut oil with this will help because in the pie crust you work with uh, everything, all your ingredients cold and it works better. And so your coconut oil is going to help keep it more firm because butter just is a softer thing than, than shortening as far as melting. And so you can use a portion of... Of that. Okay, so this is fine enough. Now we're just going to make can, the can graham we, cracker crust. Let's see how fine that is. Yep, you can use this spoon to let them see. And if I put it in this machine, which the machine is busy, it would grind it up very, very, very fine. Yeah, well, this is a good. I, this is you my favorite cake recipe that they're like, using. You can put it in here. Isn't this your velvet cake recipe, honey? I don't know which recipe they did. I think it is the velvet one. Th this is the one I like the most. <laughs> and we do the velvet one because I like it in particular. It is a um, more like a pound cake. This so it is made with crazy. a lot of butter. The cake is not in there. The cake is not in there. Oh, better. Much better. Yeah, much better. Okay. So. 
So and walk off screen? Is that what Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a family cookbook that we put together, but it needs a, a lot of correction and needs to be, yeah, well used. Um, okay, so I just need the sugar. Why don't you just mix it up with here? And this is, we have the bag of sugar in there. This is a raw sugar. And you could do it with honey? Or not? Um, I don't think I would. Okay. You'd have to adjust things because of the moisture. <laughs> yes. That would be lots of fun. <laughs> I don't think I'd use honey in it right now. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I've never found it and on then a tree. It calls for a half a cup of butter. Now this butter is kind of soft, so I can mix it in there. And so does white flour come from sugar beets. It's still refined. I mean, it's a single isolated sugar molecule. I would judge Honey's it. better. I would judge it by, can you and I make it in our kitchen? Can you get the ingredients and make it in your kitchen? You're better if off you can't. Maple, uh, crystallized maple syrup, um, date sugar, things like that would be much better. I would feed my children sugar any day before I'd feed them an artificial sugar. Yes, yes, you, you can. Could. Yes, you could. Have you ever done the fresh stevia? Have you ever had fresh stevia? Oh, my goodness, it's good. And you can just take just a little bit of it and cut it up and put it in your salad. Oh, it's heavenly, and it's so sweet. You can, when it's fresh, you could boil it and make, like, uh, what do we have, agave, different things like that. If you took stevia and you boiled it, you're going to have something very, very sweet that you could add to things and sweeten it. And you don't have to let somebody in a pharmacy put it together or make it look white. You and I would never do what it takes to make stevia white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want to buy the leaf, not the powder. It tastes better, stays fresh better. And then if you want it to... I've well, had people say that, but I, I've not noticed I think that a part of, when they say that it's bitter, the way that I've tasted it to be bitter is if it's ground into a powder, and then you're going to use it. And I think at that time it gets to lose a lot of its um, natural properties. So I try to um, store my spices whole and then grind them myself. And if an herb gets uh, stale, you've had it for many years or something, then you can, um, can I show them if that? you will toast it in a pan, just a dry pan, it will bring back full flavor to your spices. So don't throw away old spices. You can bring them right back. Yeah. <laughs> See how she's got that mixed in real good? I'm going to walk away from here. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's interesting? The I white also stevia also has dextrose, maltose, and all kinds of nasty I stuff. I do in collect it. old recipe books. I also read the new fads, the things that are being said and done, and everything. The thing that I find interesting, because if I had my way, I would not live with electricity or anything else like that, and I like doing everything by hand. Okay. She'd um, go out and milk the cow, separate the milk, make the cream. I want to you know, know how to do that, okay? I want to know how to do that. And that's the way that foods are made. So I don't have to let a factory put my foods together. I, I really like doing that. So um, now I have to remember what I was going to say, though. Um, what was I? 
I'll have if you to can't remember. make it, you don't want to eat it. Yeah, but I had a specific thing. I'll just have to remember what it was. Do you need a pie tin for that? Um, yeah, but It'll I need to back. walk out of here. I need some water to rinse my hands with, or I've got to walk out of here. Lynn will stand on screen I know. and tell here, a story. Here, just give me some water right there. And you can go wash your hands. I'll rinse them right here. Right, Lynn? You're going to stand on screen and tell us a story. <laughs> sure, why not? First pie you ever made. I don't remember the first pie I ever Get over there on screen. Gets rubbery. It just didn't work so well. So keep it down at like six cups of flour. So don't do any more than triple the batch, and it works a lot better. But pies is our favorite, so but, make pies. But the thing that I remember about Lynn and cooking and everything was she would um, cook things or sew things or this and that. But she liked her s- to put her sister's name on it instead of hers. <laughs> she, she if people knew that she did it and could do it, well, they might ask her or, or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, so if my kids cook or if anybody else cooks and it messes up and we were supposed to take it somewhere so we still have to take it, I say, tell them I made it. They'll never <laughs> ask me to cook again. So I love having my name on it if it didn't turn out. Well, the problem is you don't have that reputation with sewing wedding dresses, sweetheart. I know. Okay, I need another one of these pans. Um, they're right back there. Laura, can you bring us one? And so now we have the graham cracker crust. Now this is, could not be classified on raw because we cooked the cake to make the crumbs. So it's not raw. And then there's measurements here. I have everything down to a gnat's eyelash when I make it because we have a big Independence Day party and that's where we do all the um, cheesecakes and everything and we make them in two ounce things like this. And so I know just how much of this to put in there and pack it in there and then to dump stuff in there. Uh, people ask for recipes. The recipes are created after she's done. She writes it down what she did. So uh, check for recipes later on at Health and Weight Loss Clinic slash downloads. And if I've not gotten them up there. Keep checking. Acadia. If I've missed out on some and everything, it would be nice to know what ones you still need or whatever. And so... Now, this doesn't pack in there as tightly as this. What? Healthandweightlossclinic.com slash download. Here, Michael. <clears throat> now, I prefer, I prefer this particular uh, cake crust uh, for like uh, uh, what she was saying, uh, the cheesecake. This, yes. this I prefer more for berries and different that's things like that. Yeah. yeah but so that's either one are good. This is more of a, like a custard type right. uh, uh, or if you're going to make your banana pudding, whatever okay. it is, I prefer this. Now, you see um, the difference there? Um, and this Scott, is a little sweeter also. Find me some of these kind of containers, or I want the smaller ones than this. And I need some for everybody, maybe two for each. So I need 10 or 12. And then I need a jar of peaches. And uh, We're going to use our own home can jars? Are you willing to share? Yeah. Okay, and then I need just those spices over here. No, I want you to bring them up here to me. I need to put some of this pie crust you said the spices? into it. See how this is this bread's already 
It's uh, like an alien coming her, out of the... Whatever she took out for me. You wanted this? Yeah, you can set them over here. Lynn? Yeah, what did we do with the almond crust? This Don't. is spice, spice. This is cinnamon. Yeah, so actually these can just... Um, you want them on the tables? Yeah, I'm trying to decide. Ah, there it is. Okay. Will you help Lynn with... What we're going to do is we're going to allow them to make their little crusts in here. So oh, we're going to put a little bit of this, and then we want them to be able to add. So would you like to mix Let's up some peaches and, and some spice? Or Yeah. I, I think, think we ought to do that rather than... Here. Yeah, flavor don't you think, would you like to have that? We'll mix it and flavor it for you. Otherwise, you've got to guess on the spices. Yeah, you've got to see if that's going to be enough. So Make your pie can, crust. They can pass that'll it out. Make, you, you need, each one of you need one of that one, and then you need one with this one. Then I'm going to set up for something else while we're doing that. That one's a big and pie crust. Here, a little more in that one. A little more in okay. that one. Do we Atta have it? boy, girl. How many more do we need? One more? Yeah, so give me that, honey. Oh, I get leftovers. <laughs> Believe me, that's why we're serving you in these little peeny weeny things. Well, I need There's a bigger bowl than this. Cake crust. What did we do? Yeah. See how that's forming real well? Okay, I'm not going to need this anymore, Aubrey. We can, even if you just set it, whoa, well, you might want to shut it off. We can uh, set we it over there. Okay, at this end too, Aubrey, you can, you can have this. And let's have, I could have used that one, huh? Let me have the peaches and the spice and stuff. Okay. See how easy that's forming? No, the peaches are plain. That's why they're so dead gum yummy. They're yes. I am not going to uh, What we do, what, what Veronica does with peaches generally is we'll order in quite a few boxes of peaches, and she'll go through them every day, and she'll pick the ones that she's going to can. I let them ripen. And then... She waits, so it's a, a long process because she does, doesn't throw it all into one heap. She waits until each one of them are, are ready. Is that so, yummy bread? I see you chewing down on the bread. Is that good? Uh, that's good stuff. So is it pretty fresh? Mm. Well, I always recognize I'm going to put this spice in here, but because I'm not cooking it, um, you're going to um, taste it a bit differently than if it had time to cook. What's the difference between cooked spices and ones that are not? The cooked spice, well, there's a difference between if I put my finger in here and I taste that spice, or if I put it in the pie and I cook it, there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a rotter, and there's going to be a, and it's going to be different. And, and is and and that's what. That's what fawn is made from, those cooked spices. Yep, I'm going to leave it just like this. Now 
Okay, we're going to put a little pie filling. Which one do you want me to put it in there? No, I'm going to have the leftovers, Curly. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. <laughs> just teasing. I mean, uh, Laura, how about you bring me those pans right there? Here. Yep, look at those. They might be warm. Okay, so the lid should be off of them now. The foil should be off. We're trying to do, we have one more time, one more cooking class before Thanksgiving. So we're trying to, um, well, we're not trying to, we're going to have to Make your teeth hurt. I think sweet potatoes (laughs) are exceptional. I love sweet potatoes, but I don't need to sweeten them like that. Can I I stop you for a second? Is that yummy pie or what? Isn't that different? You can see how it would be different if you got to add cornstarch and you cooked it. Of course. You know, and stuff like that. But but if you just wanted to do this, hey, that's fine too. You know? You wanted something sweet, didn't want to take time to bake it, you could do this. And you've got nuts and fruit. You also could do this if you had this uh, nut truck. I would use a nut truck. And if you took um, dried fruit. So if you all you had was dried apricots or peaches mm. or even raisins, prunes, um, figs, anything like that. And they call it stewing. So you take your dried fruit and you dump some hot water over it. So it's still going to be on the raw, okay? Mm. It's not cooked. Dump your hot water over and let them set. They're going to come back. They're going to they're gonna get, um, they're going to fill out and they're going to be like a fresh fruit. You could do that and just eat it with that. But whether you mash it into something or whether you just take this crust and, and mix it in with that dried stewed fruit. Okay? So that's a way to make a pie. Our classes, into, incidentally, the, the participants should be ADD so they can bounce back and forth from subject to subject. Okay, now you're telling us about okay. sweet potatoes. <laughs> out for twice baked sweet potatoes but today and here I only have a little easy bake oven and that's what I call my what's that thing toaster oven a toaster oven I call that my easy bake oven I just can't do it all in there right now so what I did was I blended up my sweet potatoes I cooked them first I baked them then I blended them up and I blended them with cashew cream and she because it's much stronger she had me taste it before So I blended it up. So instead of mashed potatoes, basically, I've done mashed sweet potatoes. And I added the cashew milk and some salt. This is heavenly. Then what I did was here I've made a rice dressing or stuffing. And so what I did is I had my rice cooked ahead of time. And I used, um, I don't know if I could spout off the exact recipe. (laughs) I used um, four cups of rice. And um, in some of the recipes, it called for sausage and different things like that. But I know what I like to put in my stuffing, so I use... Is there um, sausage in that? No. But I know what spices go into that. And so I don't have to have that. 
what I did is I sauteed some onions and some celery, and then I sauteed lots of mushrooms, which is going to give kind of a texture like it would have been for the sausage. Mm -hmm. And the mushrooms I cooked in butter and garlic and salt. And But the interesting thing that I really, really liked was... Um, um, Tell us, I'm, no, sweetheart, I'm going to tell a story. My, my wife... No, 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 let me finish. I got it. I did breadcrumbs. So I'd already baked the bread. Then I tore it up and I dried the bread. Then I blended it into breadcrumbs so that I know the quality. I know that there's no cytotoxins in it. And then I took that uh, one cup of breadcrumbs and I added one cup of cashew milk. And I just let that set and absorb. So when you taste this and you taste it, it tastes like dressing, like it's made with the bread and the stuffing in it. <coughs> I did that with breadcrumbs and the sesame. So it's really healthy. When our kids were little, we were pretty much closet vegetarians, okay? Uh, we, lean, we eat meat occasionally, but not a whole bunch. <coughs> well, my wife is really an expert at making different types of dressing. She experiments. I like it when she puts opinions in it and different things. It's just wonderful. But I can remember one time when the girls were helping her. I think they were little bitty kids. They were mixing up this dressing. And then they grab the turkey and they start to stuff it in the turkey. And one of the girls goes, Mom, we wanted to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Because they were stuffing it in the turkey, they, were just, Ooh, they didn't want to eat that. They were devastated. So what I did to these sweet potatoes is I put some of that stuffing just on top of it and then baked them. If I were going to do my twice-baked sweet potatoes, I would have, when I peeled the potato out of the skin, I would leave about a quarter of an inch of the potato in there. I would put the potato skins back in the oven and bake them to dry it out a little bit. And then I would... Um, with this same mixture, and the reason that I use cashew milk in here, it's not like why in potatoes you use cow milk. I use this cashew milk in steak like I did because I was baking for the steak because I wanted this um, sweet potatoes to set. Now, I didn't have time in this oven to bake them long enough. You can bake it till they fluffy and you can only... And she baked this and the dressing in a toaster oven, yeah, an easy-bake oven, oh, you know. We done here. Let me show that up here. So this is the dressing. We're we're sorry that you're not here uh, in person, but you're, we're grateful you're on the internet. Yeah, I and and I think it would be a very good addition in that particular dressing is to put some pinions. I love pinions and dressing, especially rice dressing. It's just wonderful. If you wanted to, um, this stuff, I like to impress upon people that a lot of people just like to put everything inside a tortilla. You're going to have to come over here so the camera can see you, sweetheart. This kind of lettuce is a instead of a tortilla. And um, so any of this stuff, that stuffing, you could put it in here. And, and it would just be good. And you have added vegetables to your life. Sometimes we need to, um, people that have yeast infections and different things like that need to stay away from some bread. 
or different things. There's other reasons why to stay away from bread. And so remember that you can wrap things in leather. And when you do that, don't think you're being weird because people are going to go, well, I should have done that. You know? Wow, that's pretty ingenious. Because this lettuce is actually created to be made a taco out of. Yeah, or whatever. That's what it's made for. So if you guys want to try some of that, then I'm getting to release this for Robert. Yeah, she's ready to punch her bread. Okay, sweetheart, Aubrey, you're up. She needs the mic. Mike? Okay. Here, let me move that so you... Okay, usually I would just... Isn't that different? I'm sorry, you're yammering. I'm going to stop you from yammering, sweetheart. Here's here's the sweet potato stuff. You don't get to taste about. Mm. Okay, this is Aubrey Applegate, my my granddaughter. You remember her? Her bread's up. She's going to show us what she's going to finish up. Go ahead. I can get it back on there if you want. She not turned on. Speak louder until Dad gets batteries done. this you're going to end up with half a very fluffy bread and half a very brick bread <laughs> so by doing this it gets it to go together good and you can just flip it and it'll go around good usually about this time about the time I'm going to push it down I will start the oven for 410 and I like using a stone for whole wheat bread um, because like somehow it reacts with the whole wheat and it makes it stay soft I've used um, cookie sheets and all sorts of stuff like that, and the bread gets hard. But as you can tell, that bread's been done for quite a while because it's cold now. The bread you tasted earlier. Yeah. Um, And I made that this morning, and I put it on the stone, and because of that, it kept it moist, and it didn't dry out and get nasty. Um, So what I'll do is I'll put it in there for a little bit because usually they get cold. So I'll put it in there until it's slightly warm. And then Put I in there the stone in the oven while it heats up for a little bit, and then I'll pull it out once I'm done kneading this, which is about ready. Um, and then I use cold butter. It's kind of important because you can just go like this, and it just rubs right on. You don't have to worry about the chunks of butter getting stuck places and having to smear it around and then getting it off your fingers and all that. So I just do it like that. Then you're going to take your stone, and to make the bread rolls, um, You just want to, mom divides it, I just go like this, and you want to hold it in your hand, push this side over, and go like this, so then it kind of... Can I get you to come over in front of them and show them a little bit of what you're doing there? I think that's important. Okay. And then do it in front of the camera. (laughs) Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to take a handful, 
you're going to fold it over like this and pinch it down. And that's going to make the top all nice and round like that. And you kind of just pinch the bottom. Then you dip it in your butter and set it down. And that's what you do for each roll. Do another one. So you punched this down and you didn't let it rise again. Yeah, I don't let it rise again. Are you going to yeah. let it rise on your pan, though? Yeah, and then once I have it all on the pan, I'm going to let it rise for probably about 10 minutes. This pan isn't really warm right now, but it's not cold either. Because if it's cold, it stints the yeast, which makes it so that it like won't rise. But if it's too hot, it also stints the yeast, so then it won't rise. So it just needs to be somewhere in the middle. So you yeah, just kind of fold so it over. So you're just moving everything to the it. center. Yeah, you move it all to the middle. Um, I'm not sure. My mom did. <laughs> Pampered chef. Pampered chef. Then you kind of pinch it, rub it in the butter so then it doesn't burn on top, and just set it there. Okay, come over here and do one, and then do one in front of the camera for me, okay. sweetie. So I'll just take a handful. I need a bit more, or else they're going to be uneven sized. Then you roll it over and pinch it because then it makes the top tight, so then it rise mo rises more evenly. Then you don't end up with like a huge air pocket in the middle with half the bread. <laughs> See, this one's a little bit smaller. And you're going to pinch the bottom, go like that, and stick it on the tray. And that's the exact same process you used with the ones that are done, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do it in front of the camera for me, sweetheart. Okay, you're going to have to tell me the if I'm actually right here. in front of it. Right here? Oh, Come up a little more. Here? Oh, by your nose. Oh, right there, right there. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, you just kind of grab your handful. And see, it's not even sticking to my hands. If it's too sticky, you'll need to oil your hands. But then you just kind of fold it over and pinch it. And then when you put it in there, you do what? <coughs> and you pinch it down like this, swipe it in there, and stick it on the tray. Okay. Let me show them the other tray that you just that you had done. And another thing about it is if you want them to rise up and be taller ones like these, you need to pack them in so that they're touching. So when they rise, instead of rising out, they're going to rise up. If you want big round ones, you set them set like apart, probably about an inch, um, because then they have room to go sideways. So I like doing it like this because then I only need one tray. She likes doing it this way because Papa likes it like this. Yeah. Okay. And then you can just pick the whole thing up and stick it on a different tray so then you can have your tray back. Yep. So that's the way I make bread. Oh, and then you, um, once it's all done, these will rise to about that high um, in about 10 minutes. So then you would just stick them in the oven at 410 for half an hour, and at precisely half an hour, you don't have to check or anything, they're done. So You're not done. Come here, Lynn. <laughs> I was given instructions by my daughter to have her me ask uh, Aubrey questions, but there's no reason to go through the empty <laughs> tunnel. Go ahead and ask her those we questions. We just wanted to know how many different ways you use this. Do you only make rolls out of this recipe? What different things do you make out of your bread recipe? Um... I'm going to go behind it so you can see me. Okay, some other ones I've done, because I'm too lazy to do it, and bread rolls all the time takes too much time. So what I'll do is I'll take my bread, I'll pull it out, and I'll split it like this in half. 
And then I'll take that and I'll quarter it. You just squeeze it and it usually comes apart. And then what I'll do, because my trays are the right size, is I'll go like this and do the same basic thing and just pinch it over right here but without turning it. And I'll turn it over and I'll do the same thing all the way up it. I've done this many different ways. Then you go like this and then you rub it right here and set it down. And I've done them where there's just two of them and then you have your roll because um, this is the way I do it for bread because it gets it done fast, same time rising. Um, and then um, I'll slice it. Everybody loves that. <laughs> um, I have done cinnamon rolls. It's where you would take probably about this much, and I'm not going to do it here because there's not room. But you would do the same basic thing and just pinch it so that the top's kind of tight. Then I roll it out, and then once you have it rolled out, you can either put butter on it and then put cinnamon sugar, or I've also done it where you poke it with a fork, stick it in the oven, and let it cook for a little bit, 410, for probably about five minutes. Then you pull it out, put pizza toppings on it, and put it back in. So that's about all I've ever done with this. Have you done fried bread with it? Oh, yep, fried bread. That's you all do I've ever done with it. Sweetheart, you've not even scratched the oh. surface of what you do with that. Oh, yeah, I have done pita. Um, for pita, I would take one of these rolls and smash it out, kind of like this. Then we have a tortilla smasher, or you could use um, a rolling pin. PVC works very well if it's clean. Um, and then you roll it out, so then it's flat. I'm and how big it. do you make it when you're making... Pita. Uh, for pita, I do it probably about just a sec. And do you cook pita on a, a hot skillet in grease in the oven? Uh, how, um, in the bathtub? What do you? How where do you cook it? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it on the grill and then in the oven because it was too windy to use the grill. Um, but you set it for I think it's four fifty about. Oh, four, 500. Okay, 500. A whole lot warmer. And you do it like this. Um, so it's about that big. And then we used to have a um, pizza pallet, but we broke that. Yeah, pizza paddle. Dropped it too many times. Um, so we just used a spatula, and you go and plop it on the grill or in, on a tray in the oven, um, like a pizza one, so it's got the holes in it so that everything can get cooked. Um, and you put it in there for five or for three minutes. Don't do any more and don't peek because or else it messes it up. You do it for three minutes, pull it out real fast, turn it over, put it back in for about a minute, and then you pull it out. And you want to keep the oven or grill open as little as possible because or else it lets out the heat and it won't cook right. Um, but after you've done it like that for the pita, you can cut it in half, um, and then you, it'll just peel apart like the stuff you can buy. Um, another way to do it is you go like this, and then you get hot oil, like hot frying oil. Coconut oil is really yummy. And then you just dip it in there, let it set for a little bit, turn it over, and it'll get a nice brown color. Then you set it out to drain the oil, and you've got fried bread. Delicious fried bread. Real yummy. Yeah, it's really good. Yep, so Yay. I think that's it. Again, once again, for those people that are online and, and here, uh, the recipes will be up uh, within the week of what they did. We've, we've tried over the years <clears throat> or over the months of doing cooking classes of trying to have the recipes ready and to go. 
my wife does not follow recipes. Okay? She makes something yummy, and then now she's got to go. What's that? Reverse engineering? She has to reverse engineer what she did, and she does a very good job. Then she recooks it. So sometimes you will also have, a, in our cooking classes, you will notice some of, of a repeat of some of the things because she's reverse engineered the recipe, she's cooked it, and she has to proof it. So uh, Health and Weight Loss Clinic slash downloads should be that information there. Uh, you have anything else? Excuse me? Somewhere, yes, under recipes. Is that correct? Okay. Uh, I'm sure she has other things here for you to graze on. We're going to shut the Internet down. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, we do this about every other week. Please, during the holidays, we're going to have another one before uh, Christmas, I believe. So before Thanksgiving, so check out the schedule. It's about every other week, and we'd love to have you, so thank you for being here. Thank you.